before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Today, I've got Coach John Grayson with me. Coach Grayson uh, was recently named the defensive coordinator at Morton West High School in Berwyn, Illinois. He's coached for 11 years uh, and has won three state titles as a special teams coordinator. He's coached linebackers, coached the defensive line. Uh, Coach Grayson got his start at Glenbard South High School as an offensive defensive lineman and linebacker and then played defensive tackle at Carthage College in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, Coach Grayson, how's it going? Welcome welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you. It's going great, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, you know, first question, talk to me a little bit. Uh, you've obviously had multiple state titles, played for, uh, you know, a Carthage College team. Talk to me about how the offensive line played a part in the really successful teams that you guys had. Um, I mean, the offensive line, to me, being, you know, obviously I come at it from a, a defensive, you know, coaching background and special teams. Um, but from, from the teams that we've had um, that have been great and kind of gone to that next level, um, all of the, the offensive lines have been a, a cohesive unit. You know, you just, you know, we've had, obviously I've been at some schools with some, with some dudes, um, but um even, even those unsung guys, those, those, you know, division three guys like you and I were, um, they're all, they're all working together and they're all, you know, you got guys that are technicians that didn't even go to college to play football. So right. everybody right. kind of works as that one, one unit. And, and it's just, you know, it's five guys that, you know, maybe even six, um, six or seven, you know, with, with guys playing both ways or whatever, um, you know, that are just that one kind of cohesive, cohesive unit they hang out together they're they're warming up next to each other they're just you know it's, it's just like this brotherhood and right and the best teams that we've had have had that kind of that kind of cohesion and that strong strong bond in the unit right yeah that's awesome I, I think that's you know obviously with with social media you start to see a lot more of it that's a but before that you really you had to experience it or be on that team you couldn't you didn't know what was going on in, unless you were involved with it really so um, mm -hmm. I think that's awesome um, you know one of the one of the first questions I've got for you and, and and you and I have talked about this a little bit and uh you know we've obviously been been kind of quote unquote Twitter buddies for a while um, sure you you played defensive line in, in college um, talk to me a bit about your because <clears throat> I'm always I'm always intrigued as an offensive lineman how did you kind of watch film as a defensive lineman and prepare for games going against an offensive line, you know, especially maybe if you, you know, going against some dominant guys that were in the CCIW at the time, how did you prepare for that and, and quote unquote scout, you know, do all those things necessary to get ready for the game as a, as a defensive lineman and as a, as a player? Well, I mean, I think the first thing I, I, I always looked at in, in our conference when, you know, when I was playing, different schools had different kind of guys that they were looking for. You know, Illinois Wesleyan, Milliken, they had those those big 6'3 brawler types. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, just, just big, mean dudes. Country, corn-fed from the middle of the state um, kind of offensive linemen. 
And for me, I was always more comfortable with those guys. That's the kind of defensive lineman I was. I was a brawler. You know, if you know me, if you've met me, I'm, I'm not a, not a pass rushing type of guy. Um, right. <laughs> but, um, you know, so that was the first thing that I always want to pick out. Like I said, Illinois Wesleyan, I, I, you know, when they showed up, it, it looked like a division one line, you know, every dude was six, three, every dude had long arms. Um, and then you'd go against a team like a, like a North central and they had the most athletic offensive line I've ever seen gone against. I mean, those were the, the, the groups where I'm like, all right, this is going to be a tough week. You know, um, I struggled with those guys because I was, you know, I was a a zero or a one and I was that guy, like, give me that, those two, 300 pound guys smacking me in the face for a double team all day long. I'm comfortable in that environment. Sure. But when that center and that those two guards are, are, um, that, that real athletic type of type of lineman, I'm like, Oh boy, uh Oh, this is going to be a struggle this week because, those guys can get where they're going and get there quickly. So I think the first thing I always looked at was just what kind of guy, what kind of scheme, what kind of unit am I going against? Because for me, you know, again, I was way more comfortable with those Illinois Wesleyan and big, big dudes and just getting into a fist fight. But like right. I said, you play a North central, you play a Wheaton who um, they, they had it, you know, they had dudes that could brawl, but they were also, you know, real athletic. So, there's a reason why those teams have been at the top of our, of that conference for a while. And, you know, we had, a, a even, you know, the guys that I would go against them one-on-ones at practice, you know, we had, we were kind of that, that group was kind of like the master of none. Like we didn't have any stars on that offensive line, but they were like, kind of like I talked about before that unit that I, I think we, we must've passed the ball more than any team in the country my senior year. I think they allowed maybe two sacks, if I remember right. I know it was under five because a lot of those guys are my close friends and they, you know, back then they would remind you of it. Uh, right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, they were, it was a great group, um, but one individual, you know, wasn't better than the next. They were just that, that solid group. So, you know, you look at that, like I said, I would just always kind of look at that style. What, who am I going against this week? Do I need to, you know, maybe watch the calories a little bit this week, get an extra stretch in because I'm going against a real offensive, you know, athletic group, or, you know, do I need to make sure, you know, Hey, I'm not that it mattered. I mean, you know, (laughs) I was getting reached either way, but um, you know um, so yeah, for me, from the defensive standpoint, like what kind of style, what kind of offense am I going against first and foremost? And then you kind of start breaking it down from there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I I think it's, I'm always curious again, kind of, because I know, I know the, the preparation that, that I put in as an offensive line coach and that our offensive linemen put in. And you're always curious about kind of how, what the opposition is doing um, right. and, and how they're handling things and what they're looking at and what they're uh, you know, what, what they're watching and, 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 you know, how they're preparing. It's always mm-hmm. going to be different no matter where, you know, no matter who you're talking to, no matter what's going on. So uh, sure. it's, it's always kind of, kind of interesting how that goes um, for each different guy. So mm-hmm. uh, what, you know, you've, again, you've spent the majority of your time up in this region in Chicago area, you know, for, for, for the most part. And, and we mm-hmm. kind of, we kind of talked about it a little bit off, off air before I started recording. Um, but Talk to me a bit about, and maybe explain to some of the listeners um, about, and you can take this how, however you like, 
<laughs> talk talk to the listeners about how good um catholic league football is up in in this region um i mean it, it, it's 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 impressive um i think that the number one league that kind of sticks out is the chicago catholic league and right. that's um you know that's that's the first first group that everybody kind of hears about um and it recently back when I was coaching in that league, um, the league that, so I was at Montini Catholic in mm-hmm. Lombard, Illinois, and we had been in a suburban Catholic league. There was two kind of suburban Catholic leagues. Um, and initially one of the leagues merged with the Chicago Catholic league and adopted, uh, us when we were at Montini and our first game in the Catholic league, we went down to St. Rita high school on the South side. And it was almost like St. Rita was offended that a suburban team was joining the Chicago, the Chicago Catholic league. Right. Um, and they beat the pants off of us. It was just, it was cold. It was rainy. And like I said, it was almost like St. Rita was offended that we were joining the conference, like right. go back to the suburbs. You're not tough enough to play here. Um, and it's just, it's that blue collar. Their dads are policemen and firemen and, and, and just, you know, it's just, it's a nasty brand of football. You got to be tough to play in that league. Um, and so then my second year at Montini, you know, actually, you know, over the off season and, and over, um, you know, the, the beginning of the season, we, we, we figured it out like, Hey, all right, we can't go in there with this, you know, kind of suburban, um, nice, you know, we got to get some, some dog in us, some attitude. And, um, we ended up, you know, we won our, our uh, division of the Chicago Catholic League. We beat our blue, you know, Chicago Catholic League blue back in the day was the creme de la creme. That was mm-hmm. Mount Carmel, St. Rita, Brother Rice. If you won that league, you were probably going to win a state championship. Sure. Um, so we beat our, our blue crossover game, which um, we did two years in a row and, and doesn't happen very often. Um, so, you know, going down there and kind of getting – getting smacked uh, we learned real quick that there was a um a different attitude to play in that league it's just it, it's kind of what you think about when you think about the city of chicago you know the city of big shoulders blue collar your mom and dad work you know you you bring your lunch pail kind of thing and um again that first time that we went down there i mean i looked at our defensive coordinator i'm like we're not ready to be here yet like we <laughs> they are and they're not being very nice in introducing us um and so, yeah. And, and like I said, that was the wake up call that we needed. And, uh, you know, we ended up again, winning that league and, uh, you know, having a great, but if we hadn't gotten that smack in the face, we wouldn't have, you know, been ready for, for the rest of our season. So, um, then I coached at Nazareth Academy, um, in LaGrange park, Illinois. Um, so those, the Chicago Catholic league, and it was the East suburban Catholic, um, have now merged into one giant Catholic conference. And it's been interesting because, you know, everybody's kind of had to get in line with the Chicago Catholic league. It's like, you know, um, adapt or die. So, you know, teams are, are, uh, are, are understanding what it means to play in the Chicago Catholic league. And, and when you play in that league, again, it's, it's, it's blue collar, it's mean, it's nasty. It's, it's, it's punch people in the face football. So, um, and it'll remain that way, even with the, you know, adopting of some of the suburban schools, because the suburban schools are learning that, hey, that's how you win this league. You got to get mean and nasty and, 
and play some some old school football. Right. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. I think a lot of teams don't don't. And, you know, that you can you can argue that's football these days. It's 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 becoming a uh, a more wide open game. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, those those some of those schools are just, you know. I hate to use the term gritty and 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 nasty, <laughs> but they really are. I mean, they are old school through and through. Um, right. I mean, even the coaches and the guys on staff are 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 old school. So, yeah, um, they've all been there for 25 years. They yeah, all, exactly. you know, yeah, they're just they're They've all played there. They're all just, yeah, like old school, just mean south side tough right. dudes, you know, right. <laughs> guys exactly. that you don't want to see in a bar fight. Right. Like those exactly. guys. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. You're like, OK, I made that guy mad. I think we're going to go to another bar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's time. It's time to go before we all get our teeth knocked in by these 55 year old guys. Right. Because they're still down there ready to knock teeth in exactly. um, and they're coaching their, their kids and their sons and their son's sons to be tough as nails, just like they are. So yeah, that's that league, man. It's, it's it, you either, like I said, you either bring your lunch pail to the game or they're throwing you out with prejudice. <laughs> right. Right. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we talked about this, you were, you were just recently named defensive coordinator at Morton West. Um, talk to me a little bit about a, your plan, you know, defensively for an install and, and kind of what, what, what's, what's your defensive identity going to be, um, as a defensive coordinator? Cause correct me if I'm wrong, this will be your first defensive coordinator job. Yes. Yes. This will so be my first defensive coordinator job. What's your, what's again, what's your plan of install and kind of what's your identity going to be? Um, I mean, I am a, I've coached, I've been in a lot of places and worked for a lot of great defensive minds. So mm-hmm. uh, um, I would say, you know, our base is going to be a, a three, three stack, um, which I learned from uh, the head coach at uh, Lincoln way central high school, Jeremy Cordell. I worked for him for two years and I, I love that defense just because it's so multiple right. and you can get into so many things without really complicating things for the kids. Um, you know, Jeremy taught me um, the numbering system for your linebackers. Um, you know, one through five is, is your, you know, your quote unquote, Sam all the way to the, to the other side. So, you know, you hear slant strong, five that weak side outside linebackers coming off the edge and you're slanting to the strength it's a very simple defense to install and the kids don't have to you know the kids don't have to learn a ton um but now you know for example with that blitz that i just you know used you know you're making you know you got your two with the slant and the blitz you got your two fives your three and your one so you're creating a four-man front out of a three-man front with one blitzing linebacker. So, you know, it's, it's, I love it because it can be so multiple Mm -hmm. and I can use a lot of things that I've learned from different coaches. I mean, I think I counted all totaled. I've worked for coaches that have won a combined 17 state championships. Wow. I mean, so I, I, you know, and that's kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to, you know, I, I, my first year coaching, I coached at Kenosha Bradford high school for a guy by the name of Jed Kennedy um he's down at enterprise high school now in alabama um what a wonderful guy to start my career off with um i mean just you know just one of the best guys i've ever worked for um passionate as all get out um and 
you know, he ran a certain kind of, he was a defensive guy, ran a certain kind of defense and, and, um, you know, was very multiple in that respect too. You know, then I go to Glenbard South, work for Jeremy Cordell. He's a three, five cover three guy, you know, um, then I move on to Montini. We were a four, three cover two, and then we played a little bit of four, four, um, Lamont high school. Uh, I was there for a year. They were a three, four blitz, the defensive coordinator there, Willie Hayes, that guy will blitz a corner. He'll blitz a fan from the stands. He'll blitz an official. If there's someone that he can blitz, he's sending them, man. He is. I love the way Willie calls a defense. Uh, he's a very talented young coach. Uh, can't say enough about kind of collaborating with him. Uh, then I go to Nazareth Academy. I work for a guy, Jeff Tampain. He's like a mad scientist. The guy never yells. He just, you know, we get gashed for a big play and he just go, okay, guard, uh, guard hooked our, uh, hooked our inside linebacker. Right. Next call. And like, you know, so he, I, I'm trying to my, my point in going over and then, you know, working for um, coach John Ivola at Bolingbrook and uh, the defensive coordinator there was Carl Rupsis. Um, from Carl, I learned, I learned a lot about patience. Um, <laughs> myself and the defensive line coach there, Darren McMillan, we would send Carl every defense from every front, everything we saw on Twitter, every, and Carl would just kind of funnel it all in, take it all in, and then, you know, kind of give us what he liked out of it. But he listened to all of us. And, you know, being able to work for a guy that'll listen to you is, is great. So, you know, I, I hope to kind of take something from every guy that I've worked for um, be multiple, but, you know, try and be simple in the same respect, um, you know, be able to play a couple different things and, and, um, be able to put some pressure on people, but, you know, just play really good fundamental defense. doesn't matter what your X's and O's are. If you can't tackle, if you can't cover, if you can't, you know, if you don't know right. the scheme. So, you know, I can have the best X's and O's drawn up in, in the world. If our kids can't play fundamental, strong, you know, fast football then we're not going to be very good so right. um you know that's kind of like i said just sprinkling something in from everything from every, all the guys the great coaches that I've, I've learned from and um trying to make sure that our kids understand it and uh that we just play you know fast physical and free as coach cordell always says yeah awesome i love it man i, I mean i think it's important to obviously every every coach to kind of have that identity and have the what you want to do and, and now you just have to go out there and <laughs> and do it <laughs> so right yeah I would say yeah I would say my identity is that I've taken a little bit from everybody because sure. I have you know I could make uh I could start a goodwill store of all the hoodies and t-shirts and polos that I have from all the places that I've been but I've learned something at every place you know yeah. so just being able to kind of take everything in and, and make that my identity I guess is that I you know I don't know. I have multiple identities. <laughs> right. No, no, no. I get, I mean, I get it. Trust me. I get it. There's you always, especially as a coach, you know, for me on the offensive side of things, you always want to try to take something from everybody and, and make it your own, but it, it eventually it gets, it gets caught up and you run out of stuff and run out of room. So, um, yeah, sure. I get that 100%. Um, last question coach I've got for you, and this will be a tough one for you being a defensive guy, but, um, if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys you played with guys you've coached, um, obviously you weren't an offensive line coach, but guys that were on that, on your, on one of your squads sure. um, or guys that you were just a fan of growing up, who, mm -hmm. who would be on that five man offensive line? 
So I was, I was prepared for this question. You know, I'm a listener of the hog football chat and I'm like, all right, you know, the podcast. And obviously I follow the chat and uh, that's how we kind of got introduced. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to be ready for this one. The number one guy that I would put on my offensive line, he's a defensive tackle right now at Northwestern is Joe Spivak. Uh, I coached him. He was a two-way guy for us when I was at Montini. Okay. Uh, Joe was, uh, he was just, I called him every play, every day, man. He just, he never came off the field. Like we'd be, you know, we'd have an opponent, we'd get up on him. Hey, Joe, come on, let's, let's, let's get you out. Let's get some other kids in. Let's get you a blow, you know, big game next week. And he just tell you no, and just go back on the field. And he was a two way lineman and just would not come off the field. The kid is out of his mind. Um, and you know, he comes from a great family. His dad, uh, was, was, a was an animal at Illinois state and, you know, played for the bears. Um, and, and, and big Joe's the same way. Big Joe's like, no, he's not coming out of the game. He's, he's, he's playing. And so Joe would be my number one draft pick, man. That kid was, he practiced harder than any human being I've ever seen. And, and Joe was, Joe just had that chip on his shoulder. He was just nasty and mean and, and, um, just that kind of guy. Um, so yeah, Joe would be my number one overall pick. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, all right. I thought I was prepared for this question. Now I got a bunch of guys. I've got a bunch of guys flowing through my head. Um, one of the best guys I went against in college that was one of my own teammates. And he was actually kind of my, my welcome to college football moment was a guy by the name of Ryan Glassman. Um, uh, he was a, uh, left tackle at Carthage college, uh, mm-hmm. from Oswego. And he, he was just, he was that guy that I struggled with. So, you know, we had freshman practice when I was a freshman, you know, I got moved up to the varsity practice here. I am thinking I'm God's gift to, you know, division three football. And I was still a defensive end at that point. Um, you know, before I, you know, Wisconsin, there's a lot of beer and cheese. So I struggled with that aspect. Um, (laughs) especially, especially living, living in Kenosha where you got the cheese castle. That's uh, that can't help. Exactly. So I started when I was a freshman as a defensive end, by the time I graduated, I was a zero, but anyway, um, (laughs) so I'm, you know, I'm going up to varsity practice. I'm calling my dad going, Hey man, I've been here two, three days. I'm going up to varsity practice. This isn't that hard, you know, come on. Well, Ryan Glassman was one of the most athletic dudes. He was so long. I got these stumpy Italian arms, and he was just – when he got into me, man, he'd get his hands on me. I felt like I was seven feet away from him. I'm like, I'm I'm flapping and ripping and pushing and shoving, and and I got nothing. Um, So he would be – he was just so steady and so athletic and just – I was just so impressed by him. Um, the next guy I would put on my list, um, and he denies this story is a guy by the name of John Binish. Um, he still plays for the windy city hammers, uh, which is a nationally ranked flag team, um, into his late thirties. Um, but he was, so he was a senior at Carthage when I was a senior in high school. So I didn't play against him, but this is one of my favorites. So I tell all my kids this story. I was in the weight room, kind of the same deal, weight room as a freshman. Um, I don't know. I did like nine or 10 reps at 225. I thought I was Hulk Hogan, you know, big, bad dude. Right. Um, our defensive line coach comes up to me and he goes, there's a guy lifting in the public weight room upstairs. Whatever lift he's doing, I want you to spot him. And I'm like, what? He's like, just go up there and spot him, whatever he's doing. 
So I'm like, all right, I go up there. I, I see this animal of a human being lifting weights. He's, he's training for an NFL tryout at the time. Um, and I'm like, okay, um, Hey, I'm John Grayson. I'm a freshman here. Coach told me to come up and, and spot you. And he's like, all right, I'm doing inclined bench press. I think it was like 365. I don't remember exactly, but he, I mean, he puts it off his chest. Like it's, it's, it's a warm up. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. So I go back downstairs to the regular weight room and coach looks at me and he goes, so what happened? I tell him, he goes, he's strong. You're not Keep lifting. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, okay. Let me get put right in my place. Like I can't be any more in my place. Thank you, coach. I, and our defensive line coach at Carthage, uh, coach Corbett had a wonderful way of doing that. So, but that was, he would be, I would say he'd be my other tackle. So I got Glassman, I got Finnish, I got Spivex, a guard. Ah, there's a tie at that other guard. There's two kids that played at Carthage, or I'm sorry, not at Carthage, at Montini. Um, there was two kids that played at Montini, one by the name of Mario Galli mm-hmm. and one by the name of uh, Bobby Gannon. And they were the most unsung you look at them in street clothes. You're like, there's no way you guys start on state championship caliber teams. Mm-hmm. And they just went out there and did the work. Just the most O-line guys you've ever seen in your life. Just not 6'3", not 6'4". You're 5'10", 215, 220-pound high school offensive lineman. Right. And those two dudes, you know what? I'm going to finish out the group with those two dudes. Those guys were, I mean, they just did everything they were supposed to. Right. And that without those two, you know, people hear Montini and they think, oh man, Jordan Westerkamp and, and, and all these studs go to, went to Montini, blah, blah, blah. But it's, I'm telling you all the schools that I've been at that have had great success, have those blue guys, those Bobby Gannons and those Mario Galleys that are just, dudes that did the work no ego um just solid blue collar high school offensive lineman so i think bobby started i think bobby started bobby or mario and i, I apologize i don't start one of them started 28 straight games right and and no scholarship offers no you know stars no nothing just lunch pail blue collar dudes so those the two tackles from Carthage and the three inside guys are from Montini. And there's, there's dudes that I'm forgetting the old line that I played against when I was at Carthage. Um, they were just, I mean, as a unit, they were incredible. Um, I think one, two who was the other, I think two of them are head coaches now. Um, uh, Jordan Eater is the head coach at Lakes High School and Lyndon Erst. Mm-hmm. And Brian Shreddle is the head coach at uh, Racine Case High School in Racine. Um, they were just solid. They just, I mean, you know, they pass guys off, just poetry in motion, you know. Right. So that was just a great unit. I would say that whole unit will be my honorable mention, uh, honorable mention <laughs> group. But, uh, yeah, the three Montini guys on the inside, you know, Joe, Jojo Spivak was just nasty. There's no other way to describe Joe. Right. I mean, if I, if I was in a stance in front of him as a coach, he would have knocked me on my rear end. Um, and then the two big tackles from Carthage. So those, that's my, those are my five, uh, my five guys. And then the group that I went against every day in practice um, will be, I guess, my honorable mention. Gotcha. 
Hey, I like it, man. That's good. It's a, it's a good mix. I, I, and I can appreciate that. Um, well, coach, do me a favor before we get you out of here, drop your Twitter handle um, <clears throat> and any other information you want the listeners to know. Sure. Uh, my Twitter handle is at J R Grayson, my last name, G R A Y S O N. Um, I'm generally tweeting about something football related or complaining about the bears or the white Sox. So very, very exciting Twitter handle for you guys to follow. Um, it's uh, sometimes I ask goofy questions where I'm just like, Hey, I have no idea what cover one trap is. Can anybody help me? Um, so if you have any information you'd like to give me, I'd appreciate it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I love the, the football Twitter community, man. You ask one question, you got 15 DMS and, and it's just one big happy family of dudes that have mostly never met each other, but right. are, are all out there helping each other get better and, uh, and, and helping each other succeed. So, um, yeah, I'm big on Twitter. I love Twitter. Um, again, you know, we connected through Twitter. I got my job at Nazareth through Twitter. I mean, um, it's, it's a wonderful community. So yeah, give me a follow. I'll follow you back. We can talk ball. Um, and, uh, yeah, hope maybe help each other out. Awesome. Well, coach, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me today, man. Um, best of luck this season. Uh, looking forward to, to talking with you more and looking forward to watching your, your success as you, uh, as you go through the year. So, uh, again, I appreciate it, coach. And, yeah, we'll, we'll talk soon. All righty. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. All right. See you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like, and subscribe, and you can find previous episodes on anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Thank you.